1: This is the Tiger Woods Show, right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. How are we doing? It is April 21st, 2021, Cam Rogers coming at you. I'm alongside Bridget Whalen, as always, and you can continue the conversation with us on social media. I'm on Twitter, at MrRogers99, and on Instagram, at mrrogers ninety eight. And you can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen on Twitter and Instagram as well. We thank you for tuning into this show. A quick one here as we're in a bit of a lull in the PGA Tour schedule. Interesting tournament this week, the Zurich Classic. It is a team event, the only one on the PGA Tour schedule. We will reveal our picks later in the show, but first we will talk about Stuart Sink. Getting it done for his second win of the PGA Tour wraparound season here. Plus, some news about fans to be allowed at the US Open and some new COVID protocols on the PGA Tour as well. So, some news to get to on this very show. But first, a shout out to our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and guess what? It's free to sign up. So get it done, folks. Place some bets on this week's tournament. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Stuart Sink wins the RBC Heritage. It was essentially the Sink show the entire week. Nobody got within three shots on Sunday. His second win on tour, as I mentioned. The second player on the PGA Tour to have two wins so far this year, the other one being, of course, Bryson DeChambeau winning the U.S. Open and the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Stewart won in Napa back in the fall, actually the first tournament in the new part of the schedule there. 47 years old, Bridget. How many times did you hear that on the broadcast over the weekend? I hope you weren't playing a drinking game, but (laughs) it was quite a performance for Mr. Sink here.
0: Yeah. I mean, he definitely shines, uh, in Hilton head. This is like kind of his place, his third tartan jacket. Um, I do think that it's cool to see a guy of his age. I hate saying old, he is not old, uh, for the game of golf. Sure. Maybe I guess they would say golf years. Yeah. Yeah, Dustin Johnson's old in golf years. Um, yeah, it's cool to see guys like that still being successful. I know that Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, they are really to thank for the PGA Tour champions, like the opportunity for guys to be playing competitively into their later years of life. Like think about Hale Irwin, Bernhard Langer, they probably made more on the champs tour. I think they have than they did on the PGA Tour. So the opportunities for players now in the men's game are just endless. So to see Stuart Sink still competing with the best of the best, sure, maybe the field wasn't as stacked as a typical week, but he still beaded, be- beated. wow, can't even talk. I'm just flabbergasted. He still beat guys um, who are the best in the world on the PG Tour, and he is 47 years old. So... I'm okay with hearing the age and I, he's going to be 48 soon. I I know this now from, from the broadcast. Um, I think that that is, it it really is an astounding factor in the sense of Phil is also doing the same thing. Like they're competing with these guys who are half their age. I mean, Colin Morikawa is the same age as Stuart Sink's son. Like that's incredible. So it's pretty cool to see. And, and I don't mind hearing his age a bunch of times.
1: <laughs> you know, it is part of the beauty of the game, right? Where you can have certain older winners on the PGA Tour, depending on the course, of course. Uh, Hilton Head being one of those places where the older guard can perform. Davis Love had a lot of success here. And a lot of other golfers won here in their later years. Phil Mickelson was T21 at the Masters, by the way. I mean, it doesn't jump out at you, but we're talking about a major championship with an elite field, and he was inside the top 25 at 50 years old. I mean, that's pretty impressive. So, yeah, I think really it goes to show that there is this very wide spectrum in terms of ages that can win on the PGA Tour. Certainly on the Champions Tour because we've seen the younger guys on the Champions Tour perform really, really well. Phil Mickelson included, but yeah, I think it was really a great performance for Stewart. He's now ahead of the following names for the Ryder Cup standings: Bridget, you ready? Oh boy! Nope. Matt Kuchar, Ooh. Bubba Watson, Ooh. and Ricky Fowler. Mm. Stuart Sink is 24th in the Ryder Cup standing, so he still has a lot of work to do, <laughs> yeah. but
0: I don't know if we should uh, plan on seeing Stuart.
1: <laughs> that would be hard to really visualize. Yeah, yeah
0: maybe he has to win. He probably <clears throat> has to win another time to see that come to yeah. fruition, but you know what? A dream is a dream, and I'm not going to knock it. Hey, crazier things have happened.
1: So, I'm looking at the early odds for the Open Championship, Bridget. And I looked at three different sites as you were talking. And Stewart isn't on any of these boards. And obviously, he's automatically qualified being a champion. So I guess he's like super under the radar for the Open Championship.
0: (laughs) He's not even in the field.
1: He's not even that in the field. Oh my God, I'm trying to figure this out.
0: <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, Yeah, I think that, again, I would say pump the brakes a little bit. Um, I, I do not like to qualify wins by any means. But uh, but we'll just say that his two wins this season haven't come, um, you know, in in the like creme de la creme type tournaments. So yeah, let's all absolutely. just relax. Let's relax a little bit. I and think, congrats, Stuart. I'm not taking anything away. <laughs> yeah,
1: he seems like a really nice guy, by the way. Um, but this field was better, certainly, than the Safeway field. I will say that. So
0: Absolutely. 100%. Solid
1: win. So Stuart Sink, second win here on the PGA Tour this season. We'll talk about more news across the PGA Tour. But first, a shout out to our friends at Kanin, it's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanan. Kanan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger, plus Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive code KANINCAST15. At Kanan.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Kanan, clearly better. Some news around the PGA Tour. I'm very excited to get Bridget's thoughts on this because, of course, she is involved with the USGA. Limited fans for the U.S. Open and U.S. Women's Open in California this year. Fans will either have to show proof of vaccination or return a negative COVID-19 test before arrival. Bridget, do you have any more information about how many fans will be in attendance? And of course, face coverings will be worn at all times, social distancing, I'm sure. But what are the nuts and bolts of this new policy here?
0: So the exact number, I I do not have any info there. Um, I do think it's important to make the point of uh, identifying that California is where both championships are going to be held this Mm -hmm. year. Um, And California does have, little more elevated restrictions um, in the sense of covid protocol so that did heavily affect um, these parameters and i think that that is a uh, a huge factor in the logistics of how the usga now has to go about things and conducting their championships i think it's a huge win that we get to have any fans at all it's just it's a little unfortunate that we still have to have those qualifiers um And hopefully, you know, this is the last championship that has those and and that we could look towards the future when we could just welcome back all fans, no matter what. Um, I do also think it's important to note that you do not need the vaccine to come if if you do solidify a ticket, but then you do need proof of a negative COVID test. So like there's by no means USGA is trying to implore people to get vaccinated. That is everybody's right. Everyone has the, uh, you know, the choice in doing so uh, in considering that. So I think that the USGA was very reasonable in the sense that, unfortunately, this is what they have to do to um, to get at least some fans back on site for both the championships.
1: Isn't it crazy? Probably a year ago, we're going back and forth on this show about the schedule of the PGA tour, like, when's it coming back? What tournaments are going to be canceled? Isn't that surreal just to think about?
0: Yeah, and it's unfortunate that we are this far out over a year, and we're still having to make these qualifications and uh, set parameters to championships. I'm just really excited that some fans are going to be able to be on grounds. I I remember being at Wingfoot. It just it really didn't feel like a major and I had been to enough golf tournaments in my life where I know what amateur events feel like I know what collegiate events feel like I know what championship events feel like I know what pj tour events feel like and it really felt almost like a college event besides like seeing ricky and tiger walking around it was just so low energy, just very quiet, like not electric at all. And I, I know not every major championship is electric and energizing, but there's a pulse that fans have. And that was totally missed at um, both the U S women's open and the U S open, to be honest, it, it felt just the same at a, at champions for the U S women's open. I think that course is a little more spread out in the sense of they have the two courses. So maybe it just wasn't as fell in the sense as uh, at Wingfoot, It was just kind of like an eerie feeling. So I'm glad that that's not going to be experienced again. But um, yeah, it's still a little unfortunate that we can't like just open the gates and, and let everyone in. Right,
1: absolutely. Unfortunately, we can't flip that switch. Fauci has said it many a times, but it's okay. We can sort of ease things in. And you're right about the US Open at Wingfoot. I mean, we're talking about New York which always brings energy. I mean, remember Colin Montgomery at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot? Everybody was giving him crap. And then Sergio, I think, with the waggle. Was that at Wingfoot too? I don't know. But, like, you know, New Yorkers bring the heat. And you didn't get to experience that, unfortunately, Bridget. But you will be out there in California next week, yes?
0: Yes, I will be out at both um, courses for preview day. So, Cam, you will be flying this plane alone without your co-pilot next week. I wish you go and well. stag.
1: All right, here we go. <laughs> Speed.
0: I, I am very confident in your abilities to uh, to hold to hold the ship afloat.
1: <laughs> My back is hurting from carrying the team right now, Bridget. You're killing me. <laughs>
0: My feet are like a baby's. I have no callus. Kansas carries me on his back all the time.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get to some news here about the PGA Tour. They plan to end on-site testing for players, caddies, and officials in July. So players and caddies who have been vaccinated will be exempt from testing. Quote, the tour does not plan to mandate vaccination. So Bridget in line with the USGA as well. But the circuit is encouraging it for players who aren't vaccinated, they're gonna have to do the negative test on their own. All right, so the testing won't be there for them. They'll have to prepare ahead of time.
0: Right, and that's an extra cost just to keep in mind.
1: Right, so what do you think about this? I mean, I guess naturally, it will probably encourage players just to get vaccinated so they don't have to deal with this.
0: Sure I I mean honestly the cost is so minimal in the sense of what PGA Tour players make but I do think the extra hassle of it is just it's a little cumbersome but again I heard Tony Finau speak yesterday and he's still deciding or discussing with his team on what they think is best for him and honestly it it is a case-by-case basis what is best for you it may not be best for someone else so I do not like a mandate I am not a person who is a fan of forcing people especially in the sense of medical um issues or I I guess this would this is like requiring everyone to get the flu shot which would never be the case Mm. um so I I like the way that the tour is approaching it I do think that yes they are slowly but surely going to push people in that direction which again that's also their prerogative right like they have to keep safety guidelines up and if if that's the way they want to handle it i just i fully agree with giving players a choice so i was happy to see that that that's uh that's going to be what's taking place
1: Certainly signs of normalcy a little bit here across the PGA Tour and USGA. Let's talk about this week's tournament, the Zurich Classic, one of the longest standing events on the PGA Tour dating back to 1938. This will be the fourth year in a row that we are doing the team event. Past winners include teams of Ryan Palmer, John Rahm from last year, Billy Horschel and Scott Piercy from two years ago, and Jonas Blixt, I had to Google him to make sure like he's still alive because I totally forgot about him and Cam Smith. They were a hundred to one to win that tournament three years ago and they got it done. So Blix hasn't been playing on the PJ tour since 2019, by the way. So I don't really know what's happening there, but he is in the field this week. I think I'll have to double check that. But anywho, it's a team event, Bridget. Here's the deal. We're going to do best ball on Thursday, alternate shot, Friday, best ball on Saturday, alternate shot on Sunday this is typically a volatile event even more so than a typical PJ tour event but you know in terms of making a prediction i think you have to sort of throw a dart here but what do you think of this are you a team format kind of fan oh,
0: i hate to say no because i do love the Ryder cup and i do love the president's cup so it is bizarre for me to say no but no
1: (laughs) (laughs) for this edition no
0: yeah I'm not a fan um I I really ugh, I like the singleness of golf I do I also think that and it is I I was curious as to why this moved to a team event and I do understand it's you know they weren't getting the best field um year by year so like let's change it up let's if it's not if it's broken, let's fix it, you know, if it's not working. So I understand that. Um, and and this is the only team event, correct, on the tour schedule. So it's just not, it's not really my thing. Uh, I'm not so like tuned into, um, I guess the formats too are, are not really my favorite. I, I like to see uh, a ball striking like clinic. I like to see a game like by one person and, and more like the spectacle of that. So It's just not my thing, but I'm all for something new and maybe it garners fans of a different type. So I'm definitely all for it, just not my favorite. How about you?
1: You know, it's okay. Uh, It's a bit wonky. And when you try to predict these things, it's like predicting the match play. I mean, our brackets were awful, like just red everywhere. And it just goes to show how difficult it is to predict this game. And I think it's more so when it's a team event, because you have a lot of weird pairings where, like, one player is playing fantastically right now and another is, like, not. Example being Charlie Hoffman, who's, like, red hot with his irons. And he's with Nick Watney, who has missed 12 straight cuts. So it's like, what are we doing here, kids? Right. Anywho. The standings. Bridget, you have a $1.4 million lead. No real action from last week. Cantley missed the cut for me. And Zalatoris was T42, so you got, like, 20 k from that. Uh, so he
0: finished T 42,
1: Yeah, he fell back big
0: time. Oh man. So I do think that maybe he got a little tired. I know that I said, Hey, he's so young, not gonna get fatigued. Maybe I was wrong. So, Hey, learn something every day. There you go.
1: All right. Well, I'll jump in here with my pick. I'm going with Chris Kirk and Brendan Todd. And my logic is you want to pick guys with deferring skill sets. Kirk right now is the ball striker. Todd right now is the elite putter, one of the best on the PGA Tour right now, third in strokes gained putting, while Kirk is top 10 in strokes gained Tita Green within the last 50 rounds. Two Georgia Bulldog alums. So you want some team chemistry? I like it. So Chris Kirk, <laughs> Brendan Todd this week.
0: Cam is here to give you all the stats, everybody, and he has uh, a rhyme and reason as to his picks.
1: Analytics, baby.
0: <laughs> By the way, Jonas Flix is not in the field this week. Also- oh, that's too bad when you said Jonas Blix, you know who just popped into my head where I was like, you know whose name I haven't heard in a while? Graham is- No, no, no. Okay. He's active on Twitter. David Lingmurth.
1: Ah, the Swede. Oh yeah, Mr. Um...
0: Where is David Lingmurth.
1: What did he win the Wyndham or something? I, yeah, don't, I don't know, know where he is.
0: Literally, when you said Jonas Blix, for some reason I was like, "You know whose name I haven't heard in a while." All right. Anyway, well, that's how my brain works—way uh, too heavily engrossing. Where's
1: Brenda D. Young, by the way? Let's just throw out <laughs> random.
0: Where's uh, yeah, like does uh, does anyone know where? And then we just fill in the blank. Um, where so, in the world? Yeah. <laughs> where in the world? Hey, maybe that's a new segment we do every week. I know.
1: Let's just bring up so random Brandon things. D- ben <laughs> Curtis, where are you at, bud?
0: <laughs> what are you doing? Maybe can you call into the pod? Um, yeah. I have no real logistical standard behind this. I just like these two guys a lot. I actually had this weird dream that one of these guys was going to win the masters. I'm not going to say which, because honestly, they both could have possibly won it. The Aussies Mark Leishman and Cameron Smith. I think that both of their games are just so solid and consistent. And maybe they just need the little oomph from the other to get the win. I think that they're both very deserving of a win. And I'm surprised that they haven't, either of them haven't won in like the past few weeks. So maybe this is their week. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Cam Smith has just been on a heater right now. Three top tens in nine events this year. Seventh on tour in total strokes gained. Won this event, as I mentioned, in 2017. And then Leishman was top five at the Masters. So I like that a lot. Yeah, some good good uh, chemistry right there. So they're 20 to one uh, to win this week, at least to be a first round leader. I wrote that down there. I have them as a first round leader. So we'll see what happens. All right. Like, I yeah.
0: have them as a final round leader.
1: But... Yes, you do. <laughs> well, played. well played. I have
0: them as a Monday morning after leader. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> That's the uh, Bridget prop right there, folks. Get on that, all you sports books. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Network. Hang around with me next week, guys. Keep me company because Bridget will be off doing her USGA duties. I will continue along with more PGA Tour coverage. Maybe I'll have more of a sports betting spin next week, give you guys some picks as well. But for Bridget Whalen, I am Cam Rogers. I will see you next week.
0: See you guys.